Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Files and Lender. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. They're zoning defensively right now. Davenport in the key. Brazil with a one-hand dunk. He dunked that one over Jeremiah Gambrell. Gambrell 6-3. Brazil 6-10. That one was not fair. Blake with a rebound. Ahead to Arbogast. They couldn't get the shot away before the horn sounded. They tried to get it to the walk-on. That's it. Hawks take their season opener. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's a wide-open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds, folks. So everything and anything that you want to talk about in the sports world, let's talk about it. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Wrecker Live Fan Feedback. After me on Twitter, at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And today, going to have Pat Bradley joining us, thanks to Motorsports Authority. Always looking forward to catching up with him, talking about, I'm sure, some college basketball, but some other things going on in the sports world. And Dudley Dawson of Hogville.net, he's going to join us in the 3 o'clock hour because Arkansas basketball is going to have a big day today with some signings that they're going to be having from uh, the basketball side. I think it's true freshmen, you know, not uh, the high school guys. There won't be any transfers or anything like that, but we'll get an idea of uh, what to expect out of those guys and what Dudley will have to say about that. Also going to have uh, our guy Mac, Mac Hurtado, coming in of Tito's Handmade Vodka. He'll join us and uh, talk a little bit about what some of the stuff they have going on. So looking forward to always seeing him and hanging out with him. He's always a good time, and we always appreciate what Tito's Handmade Vodka does for us here at The Buzz for all of our events, too. But, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been great to get to this point in the midway point of the week, and uh, now you got uh, stuff to look forward to as far as football side of things. I know you got uh, action still going on in college, but tomorrow the NFL and uh, you're going to have uh, you know the college football slate all weekend long, and then the NFL slate all weekend, and still some news and some stories and everything too. But I have been just I ha- I this is how sad it is. I don't know if no, I'm not going to say it's sad. It's good. I bought another TV just so I can have another TV in my living room <laughs> and another, and it's a smart TV. I got it on sale, so I'm not going to try to act like I spent all this money, but I was like, I need, because I already got two, wait, wait, wait. I want Do three. they make anything outside of smart TVs these days? Apparently so, because I was looking on Amazon, that's uh, what I was checking it out at, and there was a TV that was about, like, it was like too good to be true of a deal. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, okay, so what's what's up with this? Like, where, I started looking through the specs, making sure... And then it, it, it wasn't a smart TV. It was uh, Honestly, I would prefer a TV that's not a smart TV and you add your own device to it. Yeah, see, I honestly, I would do that if it was like my main TV because that's what I have with my main TV. But since it's just kind of the side TV, I was like, man, I don't want to have, like, because I'm not going to use it as much. Like, it'll just be one that I don't want to have another box or something just to where I can t- turn it on. It's like my third go-to TV, so I'm fine with a it. Just, third go-to yeah. TV, that's funny. Yeah, but it was like... <laughs> There's going to be a fourth and a fifth. Yes, and then like the quad box stuff that some of these uh, like YouTube TVs doing too, I, I've been checking that out, so... Uh, but it's just, there's so much stuff going on, because you still got NBA action happening, uh, you know, you still got uh, some other news too that uh, continues to happen, and so I was like, man, I gotta just go ahead and bite the bullet, so I bought, a, bought another TV, and it's supposed to be here today. We'll see uh, how it looks and how, how it works out, and then I'm like, man, if I have uh, 
Yeah, I'm not going to have anybody over to my house to party it up because the way my TV is set up is going to be terribly looking. It's not going to be aesthetically pleasing, but I don't care because I want to watch all these games or at least have an eye on all these games instead of having to flip back and forth while I'm watching them. So it's awesome. It's idea. That's the way to do it. That's how these setups are these days. And uh, a lot of times when we see you get a peek into athletes' homes and you see the type of setup they have or celebrities, it, it's, a, it's a nice setup. And then... They make fun of the ones that have all this money and they don't have some kind of massive setup. Like Lamar Odom had one TV and he had a, a giant wall and they're like, dude, you need a bigger TV. And it, I think the TV was like a 60-something uh, inch, maybe 75 or whatever, but the wall was so massive it made the TV look small. Yeah, it can't be, can't be that guy. It can't be that guy with money because it was the same thing when I went to uh, – uh, Coach Musselman's house, not for the Halloween party, but before for the uh, NBA draft party, all the media members were there. Uh, I remember they were trying to do it on a projection outside. Like they have a big projection screen and everything, but it was too light outside for that time. So they're like, okay, well, we'll just, uh, next to where they had their pool house, there's a little TV on the outside. They're like, we'll just move everybody over here. We'll watch it from there. Well, it's a TV that's up in the corner. It's probably like a 40-inch TV, but it's up there, and I remember taking a picture on putting on social media. It was like, oh, my gosh, Eric Musselman, all that money. He has a tiny little TV out there. And I'm like, we tried to do it on a projector, and it just didn't work out. But it's amazing how people notice that stuff where it's like. Always. Like, like I wouldn't even thought of that because to me, I'm like, it's yeah, it's, old, it's a TV. It's just there. But They want massive man. TVs everywhere for people that have the money for those massive TVs. They want to see that type setup where they have just a massive TV. But. Sometimes, like you know, like you were talking about, it's a TV that's not going to be used as much, and it's just for a viewing pleasure. If you happen to be in that area, you want to turn on a game or turn on a movie or something you want to watch, it's available. Yeah, I don't need anything 3D. Just as long as I can see the screen and the, the audio works out okay, that's that's all that matters. Because I mean, it's it, it's amazing where I was growing up too, and I know a lot of people probably were the same way. Like, my dad was always about having the biggest TVs, and he had a 65-inch, it was a Mitsubishi TV. I don't even know why it was a Mitsubishi TV. I didn't know they made them, but we had it. That thing was so monstrous that it was literally, like, you had to piece it like it was a piece of furniture. You had to be like, all right, so we got the couch, we got the love seat, and we got to accommodate for this massive TV, where now it's just, hey, you just hang it on the wall, and... You don't have to worry about any of the furniture, or you have to worry about the furniture placement, but you don't have to worry about this big honking TV be taking up room for where you could have a table or for something else. It's like, you know, you can just hang them on the wall and opens up the living room a little bit more than what it used to. Yeah, absolutely. That that was, uh, those were fun times when you had to have, make it, you know, like it was a piece of furniture and, and have some space for it and everything. But yeah, those are good memories. I can remember going from, a tube TV to a flat screen and having a, and it was sitting up on a mantle type deal and having to take that thing down and it was, <laughs> it's massive. It weighed probably 150 pounds. Yeah, I believe it. I used to work at, that was my first high school job at, uh, was at Best Buy actually. And that was during the time when the, it basically been full transition from tube television into flat screens and HD. And just looking back at that time, I remember we were selling a 32-inch LCD TV, like 720p, it's high def and everything. But it was like selling it for like $3,000 for a 32-inch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's the difference now. You know, supply and demand, everybody has that type of TV, and so they don't cost as much. That's why there is that turnaround where you feel like you need something new. Okay, go get something new. You don't have to get the old TV repaired. Go get something new. Yep, just uh, yeah, just replace it. And I always think back to I had a guy that bought uh, like a it was like a fifty at the time that was like one of the biggest ones a fifty inch plasma with a, a Blu-ray player that just came out. You know, so those were a thousand dollars. And I bought all this stuff and it was like like I think it was ended up being nine thousand dollars for everything taxes and all that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's ridiculous. I, I look back and I'm like. I know that guy probably is sitting back five years later. He's like, why did I do that? <laughs> no, he's not, because he had the money to spend, and yeah. he's guaranteed he still has the money to spend, and he doesn't have to pay as much, and he may be one of those people that has massive TVs all over the house. Well, again, yeah, he uh, he went all out for it, and it's just amazing how technology has changed it all, too, of ma- being able to make it readily available to watch all these games. So uh, the point is, is that there's a lot going on right now, and it's uh, hard to keep up with, but it's fun to keep up with. And that's what Wide Open Wednesday is going to be about today, is just looking at all the stuff in the sports world and uh, knowing that, uh, like, for instance, college football playoff rankings coming out and 
you know, nothing really changed there, but I know it, you know, brought up a lot of conversation. In fact, on the uh, Southern Structural Solutions text, I already got someone from the 501 saying for his wide open Wednesday, he says, who's the overall biggest college football playoff fly in the ointment at this time and why? Remember, you can only pick one. So I guess when he says fly in the ointment, is that like some, uh, sound like a team that could be a problem and make it bad for another team, I assume, is that what they're saying? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, I, I have to... Yeah, yeah, clarify that. Yeah, please do, because we want to make sure you answer your question, Rick. Right, but I was talking with the guys on the zone, Joe, like, you know, it's tough to get to the playoff. Just the rankings right now, there's still some games left. There's a lot of things can change. We all know that. But, man, I'm looking at it as like, all, I could see anything happening. But if Florida State does not go to the playoff... I, I would be upset if I was a Florida State fan. Just not to say it's easy, but they have the easiest path that way. And they have a, a great opportunity to take and you know put a stranglehold on it where Michigan and Ohio State still have to play each other. You know, Georgia, they still got uh they still got some games, but then you think, at least at this point, you know, playing Alabama is always gonna be tough in the SEC championship game. You know, Alabama wants to get in there. Washington is still doing strong, so uh, there's a there's a lot of things that could end up happening, but man, if I'm if I'm a Florida State fan, I got to be feeling pretty good about the chances more so than any other team in the college football playoff. Well, right we now. talked about it as far as teams that we would feel most comfortable getting there. We both said Florida State. Yeah. Now they do have a rivalry game coming up this weekend against Miami, which you, you can throw the records out whenever they get together sometimes. But Florida State is the better team. Miami has talent all all through that football team, so. It could be a game. Yeah. I was looking at their schedule with Miami. Then they have North Alabama. And then they go to Florida, which is also another rivalry game. I know that Florida hasn't had uh, the best year that they've wanted, but still, anything could, could happen in, on that front. But uh, Georgia, too, again, if it, the, the rest of their schedule itself is, is not exactly uh, – well, let me put that. It's not exactly as easy as some other people because they have Ole Miss and they got to go to Tennessee. So they got a tough road in front of them. But that's what makes these rankings so much fun. And I saw somebody put out a, a post. And I wish I could go back and find it. But they said something to the extent of, like, at this point in time, year after year, where the college football rankings have been set, uh, if you take all of the past, I think this is now the ninth year that they've been using the playoff system, if you take all of those nine-year rankings at this week of the college football season and look at what it ended up being, they said that they it's been right less than 50% of the time as far as the amount of teams. So, for instance four teams, two or less have been the correct ones on average per year as far as what this point in time. So, so much can change. So much can change between them, but I don't have a problem with the rankings. Like, I know people have opinions on it, but I think they got it right. I think it's fine, and I think that it's going to work itself out. So, Like it always does, and that's why they rank them a certain way because they know that there are going to be some of these head-to-head matchups and Things will change. Yeah. I can't wait for when it does go to 12 teams, what those conversations are going to be about and how those are going to go. Because you know that there's going to be plenty of those teams that are sitting at, uh, you know, seven and two or whatnot, but they're the 13th best team and they're going to be like, oh my goodness, we got screwed. This is terrible. Like, because yeah, that's, that's when it really expands in different conferences, different teams, different, uh, different type of coaches, different styles, all of that will be so much fun to, to witness and to be a part of. But that's going to come at a later time. Right now, you just got four. And we're going to continue to talk about that as well as everything going on with college football. We'll have also some news when it comes to some college basketball in Arkansas. As uh, Again, they're going to have a big signing day today. And we'll take all your phone calls and text messages if you want in on the conversation. Simple to do. 501-661-1037 is that number. And we'll have more Out of Bounds on a Wide Open Wednesday next. The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Kaufman by Design West, Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC, R-Care, and Parker Cadillac. This 
Business Sports Center. Last night in college basketball, two SEC teams were in action. We will start with Vanderbilt, who lost to the Blue Hose of Presbyterian 68-62. With that win, Presbyterian snapped the longest active losing streak in college basketball, having lost 18 games straight prior to the win. It's their fourth win ever against a Power 5 opponent in the first since 2011. Auburn lost a tight one against Baylor 88-82. The Bears star freshman and top 10 projected player in the 2024 NBA draft, Jacoby Walter led the way for them, scoring 28 points on 7 of 13 from the field and 4 of 7 from 3. Auburn controlled most of the game but lost the lead with a little more than two and a half minutes left and never regained it. Only one SEC team is in action tonight. Mississippi State will be hosting Arizona State in Starkville. Tip for that game is set for 8 p.m. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Want to know about bass tournaments and some of the best fishing spots in the state? Well, tune into Fishing Arkansas Sunday mornings with Big Sarge and his crew. Fishing Arkansas is presented by Fletcher Auto Group, Shelter Insurance Agent Jamie Marsh, Stanley Hardware, and Cooper's Nursery and Cabot. Fishing Arkansas every Sunday morning from 8.30 to 10 on 103.7 The Buzz. At Eat My Catfish, fall is our favorite time of the year, and football season isn't the only thing making a comeback. Available now, our famous shrimp gumbo and Cajun boudin balls make their return to the menu. Order online at eatmycatfish.com. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish. So have you been living life with pain and you keep saying, well, I'm going to go to the doctor, but I really don't want to do the surgery and I don't want to be on pain meds forever. Well, I have an option for you. It's called QC Kinetics. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. I just had a buddy the other day that came up to me and he said, hey, look, I keep hearing your ads. I'm going to give them a try. What's the number? I'm going to tell you right now. 501-222-8440. Look, there is absolutely no reason that you need to keep living with all this joint pain. If you've got hip pain, back pain, shoulder pain, knee pain, you owe it to yourself to go by for this free consultation to QC Kinetics. There's people all over central Arkansas that are using QC Kinetics right now, and it's changing their life. It's giving them their life back. They use properties from your own body to heal your body. So there's no surgery, no downtime, and especially no drugs. Give them a call today for that free consultation, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Jeremiah Matthews in Little Rock, Justin Sollers in North Little Rock, or Michael Ludwig in Greenbrier today. Roger Scott, I'm going to talk to you about Sigma Supply packaging products and how they think outside the box. Sigma Supply, the problem solvers. Now, they've been helping business owners for years with their waste audit analysis program. They're going to come in, they're going to analyze your packaging and shipping, and see if automation is what you need to cut costs. Call or text sales manager David Breitenberg with Sigma Supply, and you can schedule your waste audit analysis. Here's the number, 501-617-4600. Sigma Supply packaging products. If you're not using Sigma Supply, you got low-grade product, man. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Fence Brokers presents Zach Williams every Tuesday when he gets in the zone with Justin and Wes to talk about what's happening on the hill and what to expect from this week's big game. Zach Williams in the zone from Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Jefferson, off play action, going to throw a little screen pass left side, has completed the five, into the end zone, touchdown Arkansas! Lucas from 11 yards out, and Arkansas is a PAT away from time. On 1037 The Buzz.
It is Wide Open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds, folks. If you want in on the conversation, 501-661-1037 is that number to call or to text in. And on the Southern Structural Solutions text line, we're talking about uh, TVs and how uh, tube television going to the flat screens. Uh, It comes from the 870. It says, early 60s pulled the plug in and looked kind of like test tubes in a lab, but the tube televisions actually disappeared decades ago, probably in the 60s. I feel like that's the case, but then everyone just kept calling, calling them it, yeah. tube TVs, which I I don't I honestly don't know what the other term was for them. Projection TVs, maybe something like that. But they did have yeah. those, but just your standard TV, it was still called a tube TV uh, because the thing was massive. Yeah, like I mean, it's and and heavy too. I just think about just the having to have movers essentially come over and put the TV in for you. Uh, going to the local Sears and you know you, had, you couldn't put it in your vehicle so you had to have a big old truck come and bring it by it's, you know, it's just such a uh, such a hassle but it was worth it and it was the only way you could do it uh, also uh, from the 870 when we're talking about the cultural playoffs says doesn't Alabama winning out really screw things up for a lot of other teams it could yeah. it definitely could because you're talking about if Georgia goes undefeated and then Bama wins out and you're talking about two one loss SEC teams the SEC championship winner would be Bama, but then Georgia would be there with one loss, and it's the last game of the season. Yeah, I, I mean, Bama would for sure get in, obviously, if they won out. But see, we, we were talking with Chris Gordy about this the other day, and brought it up to him, and it's just one of those things where, you know, Chris he made the point where you have to think about what's happening this season and not think about the history. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, college football. And college sports in general, they can do what they want to do because there are no tiebreakers or anything to say that this is the team that belongs or these are the teams that belong. They sit down and discuss it, and they put in the teams that they want to put in. Oh, yeah. We've, and you think about, like, you want to believe that it's all fair and balanced and that it is. They're doing things the right way, and they're discussing it. Cause, but even, like, you think of it the term of, uh, they say, uh, we're going to use the conference championship as a, you know, in consideration. It's like they're not saying that that's going to, you have to win it to be in, but they're like, well, we'll, we'll consider it, obviously, of them, but that's still going to can leave somebody out because there's only four teams. So they can put in who they want. Even if they win the conference championship, it's not getting you in, but they just say that if that may give you a nod ahead of some team that didn't win the conference championship. So point is that they can still do whatever they want, though. They even had a point about Ole Miss also. If Ole Miss won out and then Georgia goes on to win the SEC championship, of course, Georgia gets there. But then you have Ole Miss, who wasn't even in the championship game, but they're sitting there with one loss, and they they're, they're have a quality win against the team that won the SEC championship. So what do Man. you do with them? Yeah, see, that's when it gets really dicey. Because if, if Ole Miss beat Georgia somehow this weekend on the road, um, they'd have Louisiana Monroe and Mississippi State left, which they should win both of those games. They would not win the West because Alabama presumably would win the West. Has Alabama already won the West? I may be stupid about that. Have they already won it? Because I know that right now they're sitting at undefeated. They're 6-0. and Ole Miss is 5-1. and I guess if Alabama lost to twice, they would twice, have to twice. they'd have to lose to Kentucky and Auburn, which is their two SEC games, and both of them on the road. So never know. Never know. Could happen. But assuming that it didn't, Alabama wins the West, and but Ole Miss is in there with just one loss. You know, would they get the same treatment, kind of like what Alabama did recently, where Alabama had one loss, didn't play in the SEC title game, but still got to the playoff? There, there would be in that scenario. Um, just thinking about the teams that are involved, seemed like there would be too many one-loss teams to include Ole Miss. Yeah, but they would have probably the most quality win of any of the teams. Yeah, because beating Georgia would go a long, long way. Because, like, Texas right now, you know, they lost to Oklahoma, but they have that win against Alabama, and they have, they're they a one-loss team. I know their quarterback situation right now is kind of dicey, but if you think about if they won out, you know, what does that mean for them? And same thing with, uh, I guess, Oregon. Because who was the team that Oregon lost to? Was it Washington, right? Washington. Yeah, so... In a close game at Washington. Yeah, so if Washington dropped another one, and then Oregon's in there at the one loss, and... Well, or whatever they I could mean, match up in the uh, Pac-12 championship game. So oh yeah, that's, that's right. where they could give them another loss. I keep forgetting that the Pac-12 is not the divisions anymore. They're just taking the top two. Uh, so yeah, get, they could they could do that because right now you have the undefeated teams of Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and Washington. Well, we know for a fact that one of those teams is not going to go undefeated either Ohio State or Michigan. Like those, we know those for a fact. So if you have 
assuming one of those teams continues to go undefeated, and Georgia goes undefeated, they'll be in. Michigan uh, or Ohio State, one of those teams will be in. Florida State will be in, and then Washington will be in. So it's like if that happens, if it just goes chalk and those teams go undefeated, you know who's going to be in because it's going to be the four undefeated teams left. But because of that, you still have one loss Washington, or excuse me, one loss Oregon, one loss Texas, one loss Bama, one loss Ole Miss, one loss Penn State, and a one loss Louisville. Those are the one loss teams that are kind of up there into the mix. So, man, it could it could get pretty interesting. Conference championships, you know, maybe not mean as much when it comes to basketball or baseball tournaments and whatnot, but in football, especially this year, those conference championships may be the <laughs> may be the do or die for some of these teams of. Even if you won the regular season, if you, even if you went undefeated and everything, if you lose that conference championship at the very end, they could leave you out of the college football playoffs. As long as you're um, undefeated, of course, but a one-loss team, you have two losses. Even if uh, even if you run through it and you have two losses in the end, that's probably going to keep you out just because of everything in front of them. So Oregon, for you would say for sure, is the best one-loss team right now just because of the one close loss that they had on the road to Washington would be probably make them most qualified, the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Just looking at where they are now, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's where they're at. They're, they're, they are the best team, one loss team, it could, according to the rankings. It could still be Tex- Texas, though. Yeah. could be. Just Oklahoma. If Oklahoma kept playing really well, it would definitely be them. But since Oklahoma's dropped a couple of games, maybe that's – but they're still number seven. They're right behind them. But beating Alabama on the road is, is massive. I mean, I, you could make the argument that that's the best win of – any of those teams up there, even the undefeated teams right now, the best win is going on the road and beating Nick Saban in Alabama. Especially the way Bama's looked this second half of the season. Yeah, because they were beat by 10, right? Wasn't it? It was like 38-28, something like that, I think is what Texas did. So, uh, yeah, you, you could definitely make uh, the argument for them. And, you know, Louisville, I mean, no one talks about them, but the ACC's kind of weak this year. But if they won out and then they beat Florida State, say, in the title game or something like that. Who knows? Maybe that'll give them the nod. I don't know. It's just fun to think about and to talk about and to look and at. knowing that it's not going to happen like that. Yeah. But. Knowing that it's like not like the time we think it's going to be so crazy is the time it's going to go chalk. And you're going to have just four undefeated teams, and that's it. But, uh, yeah, well, we still got just three weeks regular season, technically, of the college football year. And rivalry week is always when it gets fun because you never know what to expect in those at the end of the season. So it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun, and we'll be here before we know it. Uh, let's see. Also from the Southern Structural Solutions text line, uh, this comes from the 501. It says, hey, guys, love the show. Can we talk about some hog basketball? What do you think the toughest challenge is for Muss this season? Give me your thoughts. Is it playing time? Is it management? Is it player egos? Is it rotation of starters? What do you all think it is? Yeah, all of those kind of go hand in hand, but yeah, playing time. Playing time and trying to manage that roster with the rotation, how many players are you going to play? Yeah, I, I would say it's that, and, you know, you guys stay keep everybody healthy. We know how impactful that can be. But I'd also throw in the rebounding angle, which I'm not saying Arkansas is a bad rebounding team, but they have the size. They got guys like Trevin Brazil, like Makai Mitchell, like Jalen Graham, uh, like uh, Chandler Lawson that are, are tall dudes with big wingspans that are very athletic that should be able to get rebounds and get rebounds effectively, but can they do it consistently enough, especially going up against other teams that have big guys too, uh, that could be a, a make or break. Because against Purdue, and I know it's Purdue, it's just an exhibition game, but you know they didn't do a, a great job in that, in that rebounding regard. But when they go up against some teams, especially in conference play, that have some really physical guys underneath, can they go up and get rebounds and offensive rebounds, second chance points, things of that. I feel like that's the one thing I'm looking at. I'm like, eh, I don't know how that's going to look, but it's potentially could be okay, but still need to see a lot more to see if it's going to be all right. Because of what we've seen so far from this team as far as depth, they may be in a better position to go game to game, and that's not ideal that you want to go game to game and not really have a set lineup. But if you get into a game situation and there are certain players that aren't getting it done, you're in a better position to put other players in to say, well, let's give them a shot and see if if they can do better while they're on the court within this game and not that it's going to have an effect on the next game. Yeah, because every one of the players that are on this team, every team, wants to play. But when you have so many guys that uh, are looking at, you know, who transferred in, who's saying, hey, this is I transferred here because I want to play. You know, they're feeling motivated to play. You think about guys that have already been here, like Brazil and Devo, that's like, well, you know, I've been here, so I want to play. 
And even the true freshman like Layden Blocker and Bay Fall. Bay Falls, McDonald's All-American. You don't think that he doesn't want to play right now and get on the court and make the most of his minutes? So, yeah, it's, it's a good culture to have where it's competitive, but, uh, you know, you can only play five at a time. And you only have, was it, 200 minutes technically total for a game with all the players? You only got so many minutes, and, you know, Muss has done a good job of managing rosters, but without a question, this is probably the, the deepest roster when it comes to having so many guys who are perfectly capable of playing and getting significant playing uh, time and roles. So, yeah, uh, it's just it's going to be about game management. So that'll be interesting to watch throughout the season, see how it all plays out. And Asher Record Rock fan feedback, Farrell Hogg says that Bama clinches the West with a win this weekend. Yeah, so against Kentucky, if they win, they do clinch the West. And NASCAR guy says, man, he's already looking ahead. He says, uh, if we have a good lead against FIU, do you think we'll see some of the backup quarterback oh, uh, play? That. Yeah, that was not that good. No, I ain't getting to that point. Because we've seen the backup play like once, Jacoby Criswell once, and it was against Western Carolina to start the season when Arkansas had a big lead. And he looked really good. He did. But that's the only time. You know, you haven't had big lead. Like, does Arkansas know what a big lead is like? Like, that's the only time this year that they've had a big lead. Because even against Kent State... They won was twenty eight to six, but it wasn't a big lead for the majority of the game. <laughs> so there's no, there's no such thing as big leads for Razorback football. It's just you may have a lead, a little lead, but there ain't no big leads. So let's get through Auburn this weekend, and then we can start having those discussions about if the backup quarterback's going to play. I get where you're coming from, but that's just yeah, that's that's you got to get to that point before you can start thinking about it. And also, uh, this comes from Joe Blow on the Asher Record Life Fan says, "Why is the standard for every sport and coach?" Uh, to, quote, compete for conference and national championships. But for football, it's year four, and Sam is still trying to figure things out, screwing up coaching hires, and that standard doesn't apply to him. Hasn't been close to sniffing a conference title. Actually, he's in last place in his division. Yeah, that, that was a goal for sure, but it's just that, in reality, it hasn't been anything close to it. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone has a goal. I mean, every coach wants to win a championship or win a conference title and everything, but not every coach does. Every coach will. Uh, I mean, if you think about some, and also just the competitiveness of where it's at, speaking from the SEC, for instance, like, you know, think about Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, they've done a really good job, but they haven't been close. This is probably as close as they've been to being an SEC Western Division title contender They in were a at long this point time. last year, but it, it was at the point of the schedule where they said, all right, down the stretch, their schedule's about to get tough. They really right. haven't played anybody yet. It's been a, a little bit different because they have played some quality teams already. Yeah, they got Georgia, but uh, it lightens up a little bit at the end. Uh, and also just knowing that I'm not saying Georgia is bad at any stretch, but you know I feel better about Ole Miss's chances against Georgia this year than maybe I would have felt about it last year. Not saying Ole Miss will win, but it's just I, I think Ole Miss has got something good going and they have a better defense than what they had last year too. Georgia's not the the you know the team that was just dominant that they have been the past couple of years they're still really good and then Ole Miss has gotten a little bit better so yeah that's why it may seem as though George uh, Ole Miss has a better chance this year but Georgia's still <laughs> they're still really dadgum good so we don't have to worry about them and they don't they know that if they could find a way to screw this up it's still still a possibility because they still got Ole Miss and Tennessee. Both coming up, and Tennessee's really good, and they got that game on the road, so they can't take it for granted either. But um, listen, everybody wants to win a, a conference championship. Everybody wants to win a title. But in the SEC West, I think if I remember correctly, since Nick Saban's joined the conference uh, as as the Alabama coach, I should say, the only teams that have won the SEC West have been Alabama, OSU, and Auburn. Those are the only teams that's won the West in that nearly twenty year span. So. Uh, it's been mainly Alabama. LSU's definitely had some good years. And then Auburn, I think they've won it three times in that span, four times. So the point is, is like, even in a division that's really tough in the West and how long it's been, even over a 20-year period, it's still pretty much only been the same three teams that's winning it. Because even in the SEC East, I think you've had, uh, in, again, since Nick Saban arrived, you've had Georgia, you've had Florida, you've had South Carolina, I believe, and I think Missouri... I don't think anybody else has. I don't think Tennessee's won in that span. But it's just hard. The point is it's hard to win division, much less to get to the conference championship and win that. And the point they were trying to make there is he was talking about goals. It's more about expectations. So teams have goals. Fans have expectations. So 
the fans, they don't expect as much, to his point there, they don't expect as much from the football team as they expect from the basketball and baseball teams. But basketball and baseball teams, we've seen them compete at a higher level, and maybe that's why fans don't really hold the football team to the same standard because we've seen it from baseball and and basketball, haven't really seen it from football. Yeah, and to really hammer that point home, in baseball, you've had the number one recruiting class a couple of times, and if you didn't, it was like number two or number three. Arkansas basketball has also done the same thing and done things with transfers and proven themselves in the tournament. You know, football just hasn't had that and hasn't really been close to having a top ten recruiting class, much less top five. So if you need an indication to prove that point, just look at that. Sometimes not even going to be top ten within the own conference in the SEC. Yeah, because it's just that, again, competitive in football. Let's go to Jake, who's in Cavett. What's up, Jake? Hey, good afternoon, John and Freak. You guys doing all right? Doing good. Doing good, man. Glad to hear it, man. Glad to hear it. I'm heading up to Green Bay again. Nice. But I like it up there. It's all right. Beautiful drive. Hey, uh, I think if Alabama wins out regular season, uh, which uh, I fully expect them to, I think they beat Georgia in the SEC, and I think they go to the playoff, and I think they win it all. Okay, so you think in Alabama is... You think Alabama's yeah, that team then? So you're picking them to go all the way, I, win the championship. I think I think Saban is that coach. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's true too. But yeah, wouldn't that I be mean, hilarious? I, I'm just saying. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Yeah. The, like the year that everyone's like, oh, Alabama's not as good. Oh, Alabama doesn't have an offense. Oh, Alabama yeah. doesn't have a quarterback. And yet they still win the national championship. Like I would die laughing because I got some friends of mine that are diehard Bama fans. And I'm not kidding. After the game against Texas, they wanted to fire people. Like they were so mad. And I'm going to laugh oh, at him when I'm going to be like, okay, remember when you wanted to do that and you guys ended up winning a national championship? It's like it, my my buddy that I, again, give a hard time to. I was like, which one was your favorite championship and which one was your least favorite championship? Uh, and <laughs> he's always probably going to be the most recent one. Oh, yeah. Well, he's he's. it's also a personal experience, like if he went to the game and whatnot. But I told he's like, well, if we win it this year, it's going to be my least favorite championship. I'm like, I hate you so much. Like, the fact that that's the case. It's just so – it's so dumb. Well, that's funny. No sense. I know. But it's just – that's how they are. Hey, a hey, couple more things real quick, guys. I, I asked on the zone, and then because uh, I'm driving, my phone cut out, and I'm listening on the app, so couldn't hear it. But I don't know if anybody's noticed or not, but Trevor Brazil has not lost a jump ball yet. And that's including against Edie. How high is this guy's vertical? I mean, I know he's 6'10", and he can jump through the roof, but Edie's 7'4". He's given up six inches to the guy, and he's still out-jumping. Well, you also got to take into consideration wingspan, too, because Trevin Brazil, I don't yeah. know Edie's wingspan. I'm sure it's huge, too, but uh, vertical, right. wingspan, timing on those jump balls, too? Yeah. That's big. I I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm just saying I, I think it's pretty phenomenal that Trevin, I mean, dude can, dude can just fly, I mean, straight up. But I was, I was curious if y'all knew what his vertical was. Real quick before I get off, got to give a shout-out to my daughter, you guys. Cabot uh, High School Dance Team is going to state finals this weekend in Alma, and they are going for a three-peat. And my daughter is a senior on that team. That'll so, be fun, Jake. I get, Good luck. I get, I, get, I get to spend my Veterans Day watching my beautiful and only baby girl doing the thing that she loves. It's probably going to end up earning her a scholarship to college. And uh, hopefully getting that third ring, man. So that's a pretty cool deal. But uh, anyway, y'all have a great day, and uh, go Hogs, man. All right. Appreciate it, Jake. Thanks for calling in, and good luck to your daughter this weekend. That's awesome, man. Uh, we got some more things we'll talk about here on Out of Bounds. We got what's trending in the world of sports next. And we got Matt and Litterock. Hang on, Matt. We'll get to you, and we'll keep it moving here on Out of Bounds. So you better stay with us. It 
This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Hog fans, get ready. This Saturday, it's an afternoon kickoff at 3 p.m. Auburn travels to Fayetteville to take on the Hogs this Saturday with the legendary Brewski Tron. Plenty of TVs with all the college football action. Drink specials all Saturday. Go with your favorite burgers, wings, sandwiches, and loaded fries. Come see why it's the best sports bar four years in a row. Stick around after the game for UFC 295. Auburn, Arkansas at Brewskies this Saturday at 3 p.m. For more info, check us out at BrewskiesPubandGrub.com. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Macs, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest-rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2180. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. With the addition of Oregon and Washington, the Big Ten seems well on its way to becoming the Big 20 or 24. So much for math. A lot of fans are unhappy with this new conference arms race, but others are happy that it should result in better matchups than Western Michigan, Samford, Bowling Green, and Tennessee Martin being on the docket. Regardless of what fans think, It's coming. And the reason is simple. Money. As a great rap song from the 80s told us, they did it for the M-O-N-E-Y. Yes, they did. Double B's is the place where your M-O-N-E-Y will go farther. Watch for Double B specials each month, in addition to the already low prices. Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Get in the spirit with 50% off everything for a limited time during the holiday preview event. Now through November 13th at Banana Republic Factory. From merino wool sweaters to luxe outerwear. Explore our favorite styles to give and to get. ABC Tonight. It's country music's biggest night. The CMA Awards. Live. With performances by Luke Bryan, Lainey Wilson, Jelly Roll, and Kay Michelle. Old Dominion with Megan Maroney. Carly Pierce featuring Chris Stapleton. Kenya Tucker with Little Big Town. And more. The best in Georgia music! Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning host. The CMA Awards live. Tonight, 8, 7 central on ABC. And stream next day on Hulu. Get in the spirit with 50% off everything for a limited time during the holiday preview event. Now through November 13th at Banana Republic Factory. From merino wool sweaters to luxe outerwear. Explore our favorite styles to give and to get. Real estate issue? Business or civil dispute? Hire the Lions. There's no one better to protect your pride than our pride of legal lions. Exceptional communication and exceptional results in both the negotiating room and the courtroom. Lion Legal, the legal pride of Arkansas. Call 227-ROAR and Lion Legal will come roaring to the rescue. Companies are shifting their telephone systems to the cloud, and you should too. ESI eCloud PBX has everything you need. Features like work from anywhere, video calls, and advanced security tools make ESI eCloud PBX one of the best choices for any business. Opt out of the high cost of your traditional phone system and move to the cloud. Sign up for an online demo at nsgdv.com and get your system activated at no charge. Network Services Group. One call does it all. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Third down, here comes LSU. KJ, flushed, rolling right, keeps his eyes downfield, throwing deep. God has at the 20, to the 15, to the 10, 5, touchdown Arkansas. There's your play. 59 yards to Luke Has. On 1037 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has the best deals in the market, been doing it 60-plus years. Give them a call, 501-982-2102. Make a trip to the lot off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, guadneychevrolet.com. Get a deal started on guadneychevrolet.com before making the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. 
On GuadneyChevrolet.com, you can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on the vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. Great deals on 2023 Silverados with the Red Tag event going on. You can get total cash allowance on it, or 1.9% is available on that, or a uh, 2024 Equinox, you can get a couple of those same deals. But just go to GuadneyChevrolet.com and see what's available. If you need to schedule a service, get it scheduled today. They have convenient service hours throughout the week. Also, Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon. In case you can't make it throughout the week, it's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is out of bounds here on a wide open Wednesday with what's running in the world of sports. Just a second, but we want to get Matt in Little Rock, who's been patiently holding on. What's going on, Matt? Gentlemen, how are y'all today? Good. Doing great, man. Oh, I don't know that some of us Arkansas fans have, you know, given up on the football program so much as we're just, you know, having to deal with garbage for the last 15 years. It's more of a, we know the baseball team's good and they should have won by now. The basketball team is good and is primed to win. And the football team was good 15 years ago. And, you know, we've had to put up with trash for 15 years. So I think it's, it's more of a, it's not settling for mediocrity. I think it's more of a forced into submission at the moment type deal. Anyway, I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> All right. Appreciate it, Matt. No, I think that that's absolutely part of it. It's just if you haven't had the national relevancy that you would in other sports, then, yeah, you kind of start to kind of believe that uh, maybe it's uh, just not meant to be, and it kind of gives you a reality check. Because there wasn't a single person, I don't feel like, that like during the Petrino years when you went 10-2 and, and or 10-3 and, and 11-2 and two, that you're probably thinking, hey, it could happen. It, it could happen one of these years. Yeah, we're, we, got, we could win a national championship. Well, it's because you were seeing like the results that were going out there, and you're feeling good about it. But since... You've had one nine-win season since then, and most of the other times you were missing bowl games or having a losing record in the SEC. It's hard to really believe that that's in the uh, horizon for you at this point because you just haven't seen not only that level of success but really nowhere close to that level of success. Coming into this season, there were a lot of people talking up nine and ten wins. Now, when uh, they hit that rough stretch and they had a couple of losses – they already knew at that point that it wasn't going to happen as far as the 9 and 10 wins, but there was some optimism coming into this season where there were plenty of people that thought this could be that type of season to get to get to that 9 or maybe 10 win mark. And that optimism went very quickly right out the window. So here we are, sitting at 3 and 6. But there's other things going on in the world of sports here on a wide open Wednesday, so let's talk about what's trending. What's Trending in Sports is brought to you by Arkansas' own West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee, the Razorbacks, and their 1.5 million farmers around the globe. It's fall, so now it's time for your team to stock up on coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? We talked about already the college football playoff rankings being put out there. Where not surprising, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State are your top four, just like it was in the previous week. But it'll figure itself out, as they like to say. But uh, some other news too in the uh, world of sports, which uh, I thought that this was kind of a fascinating thing from the NFL. You know, with the Patriots, they're going to be playing in Germany, uh, as we know that there's been a lot of overseas games, and uh, apparently they're going to be bringing cornerback J.C. Jackson. He was demoted from the starting lineup after the loss to the Commanders. He's not even expected to travel with the team. And a source uh, has confirmed uh, to ESPN. And it was originally reported by... Uh, oh, I had his name pulled up, and I'm going to have to go pull it up, but I'll uh, make sure I get that. But either way, that uh, it was because of reliability issues and not really uh, feeling good about him making the trip. Because that's one thing. It's like, to not play is a big thing. But to not even make the trip is uh, quite quite another thing. But, you know... Patriots have had their issues, and apparently they've had some issues with J.C. Jackson and not really trusting him at this Just point. Just traded for him, too, because he was playing for the Chargers, played for the Patriots for a number of seasons. They traded for him to bring him back, and now you have that type of deal going on. So 
Yeah, that they may look at that as a big time mistake by bringing mm-hmm. it back. It certainly looks like it at this point in time. Uh, so I, this is another thing that I just shake my head at. So we know women's college basketball, men's college basketball, all of it's underway. And we know last year was a, was a pretty epic game on the women's side of things in the national championship game between LSU and Iowa. Uh, you know, Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. And, you know, it was a very well-rated game. I'm probably It was the most watched women's college basketball game of all time. Well, just coming out now, this is just ridiculous, but just coming out now, people were just, let me take it back. People were discussing about some of the officiating gaffes in that game. Said that there were some problems. It was poorly officiated. And they got a lot of criticism for it. Well, they decided now was the time that the NCAA had reviewed and had an independent review as well. And they did to the Associated Press that concluded that the refereeing did not meet the expectations in that game. There were a lot of missed calls. There were a lot of problems in it. And when it comes to the accuracy, they try to get to 91% historically accuracy for national championship games across all of college sports. But this one fell into the 80 percentile, so it was uh, pretty bad. They didn't go through any specifics on what calls or anything, but I'm just like, why is this coming out now? Like, why are y'all putting this out now when that game was back in April? Late March, early April? Like, the season just started. It's going to be buried in the fact of what's going on with basketball and the action that's happening. So let's put it out there now. Just so, or just not put it out, period, because I wouldn't have thought anything of it. I don't remember it. Just sometimes bad calls happen. So I just thought that was very strange that they decided to do it uh, today. But, hey, I guess uh, that's up to them of when they wanted to do it. And also, in uh, some other news, talk about Razorback basketball a little bit. Well, today is the early signing period, and it runs until November 15th. Jalen Shelley, the six foot nine, 185 185-pound player out of Branson's Link Academy, he's expected to sign with the Arkansas Razorbacks today, which he did. And also, he's picking the Razorbacks over Ohio State, Houston, LSU, Colorado, Louisville, Marquette, Texas A&M, Texas, Iowa, Oklahoma State, Tennessee, TCU, and Kansas State. And uh, he averaged 14.6 points a game, six rebounds, and two and a half assists. And another player that people are excited about is Isaiah Elo. Is it Elohim? Elohim? I think he's how you say it. It's going to be terrible for me to say it when he signs. But uh, he's 6'5", 205 pounds out of California. He's picking Arkansas over Kansas and Villanova. He had offers to a bunch of other places like USC, Kentucky, Louisville, Texas, Oregon, UCLA, Washington, among several others. He was a player that uh, had, a, had a really good run and also uh, played really good in high school. But the problem was he got injured. And so uh, he was one to consider to be one of the best prospects in the country. But because of that injury, kind of went back down. But he was also, uh, as a junior, he was a star-studded Sierra Canyon team that also featured Bronny James. Who's on that as well as Justin Pippen, who is the son of the Hall of Famer Scottie Pippen, and Ashton Hardaway, who is also the son of Penny Hardaway. So played with a lot of great players, but they all expected to sign and be on the team next year. So pretty exciting stuff for Razorback basketball during the early signing period. There'll be some other headlines that we'll get into, but we're up against and talk to the hour update coming up. Pat Bradley will be joining us thanks to Motorsports Authority. Looking forward to catching up with him, and we'll keep it moving on a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Razorback legend Quinn Groby joins Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer on Drive Time Sports every Wednesday afternoon at 4. Brought to you by the DHR Group of Sonic Drive-Ins. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. On game day, you never have to decide which teams to watch. Only what combination of 